what you know, you know. What you don't, you gotta figure out. Hey, Pete, what up, baby? Guru said we on a different level. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, I thought I had the answer, but I could not solve it. Oh my. Even if you were the answer, I could not call it. Uh uh uh, nobody know nada. We all know the fate of a side of two, but no harbor. Nobody know I'm harder on myself than lonely fathers. Watching Miss Parker these days, nobody know who Arthur rhymes or rappers on carpets. Nobody know who real or not. Nobody still know who shot Big and Pop. I'm bothered. Pray to our father for sins I committed summers. Don't nobody know how many, but we know our days are numbered. Oh my God. Nobody know the true religion. So why nobody know to show respect and mind your business? I know prison business, but nobody know how many innocent in it. Nobody know that cures for cancer been made by the chemist. Nobody know the cost of a dollar worth less to him, Kendra. Nobody smart enough would ever say racism in it. I get winded by the weight of it all. Cause everybody talk Shit, but don't know nothing at all. Yeah, I thought I had the answer, but I could not solve it. Even if you were the answer, I could not call it. Nobody know I'm scared of personal shit. Yeah, because everybody judge you love to change it. What up, what up? This is Turn on the Tape. We are here. This is a Saturday, a little different day for the podcast, uh, but. It's all good because I'm here with my guy Chris Wilson. How you doing? What's going on? What's going on? Not much, man. Just here we are at our dear alma mater, the Virginia State University, uh, here in the library, man. Uh, I haven't been back in a while, man. This is I uh, I think I might have been here a year ago. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a minute. Yes, sir. Um, But yeah, man, we're here uh, just to chop it up. Um, Chris is. Uh, if you're not familiar, Chris is a football player, uh, student athlete, if you will, here at Virginia State. Um, so talk about it, man. Let's uh, let's start back. When did you start playing football? Man, I started playing football around six years old. Um, flag football, Verona. Mm-hmm. Verona football throughout before I got to college. So. I'm not going to hold you to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all good. yeah, man. Um, <laughs> no, nah, it was... And like, and like you would know, you know, I saying, growing up in the area, it was it was just one of those things. It was it's, it's almost tradition, you know. what I'm saying, around football, I had my older brother, you know, because he played with, he started with flag too, you know. He played with, you know, guys like Andre Branch that's mm-hmm. in the league, Brandon Miner, you know, um, Dante Boston, Mara Evans, all those guys, and you know, being younger watching them, I just felt like Brian, you know, what I'm saying. I wanted to play football, and you know that's that's what started really that whole kind of variety tradition for us. So. Fun fact, man, your brother coached me in middle school. Yeah, man, I know that. Super dope at Elko, man. Yeah, yeah. First year open. Yeah, it's crazy because we were really, really bad. Yeah. Um, but he was excited about it. Nah, I mean, I'm he he rightfully so because yeah. like we had a lot of talent. Yeah. It's just that. Everything was so rushed, yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. the coach that we had didn't really know how to connect yeah, with us yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So uh, Mike definitely held us. He was kind of the glue oh, to, yeah, to the yeah. team, man. So yeah. big shout out to Mike, man. How's he doing? He doing good. He um, That's good, man. He was uh, coached at Surrey football and basketball this uh, this past year. Okay. So yeah, he um, yeah he started coaching, man. He, that's what's up, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we gotta holler at him, man. Yeah, That's absolutely. Um, so yeah, man, uh, Verona. Uh, I know you went to Roth, right? Yeah, yeah, went to Roth. Um, then as you transition from Roth, you go to Verona. What was it like? I guess not necessarily living in the shadow of your brother, but just kind of. Meeting the expectation, oh, you you know your brother played here, so you got to make sure you yeah. hold it down. You know, it was it's, it's so it's funny actually because you know I had this whole I had this whole thing because you know leaving leaving Roth, I didn't want to keep I didn't want to play football. I was really you know because I played two years bad. I always did basketball too. So I did two years of basketball at Roth. I wanted to do basketball in high school. That's what I wanted to focus on. Okay. I got the opportunity to go to uh, Fork Union basketball camp that summer, and it um, with my dad, who's a coach. And you know, my mind was I was telling my parents I was like, you know, send me to 
on the screens or, you know, let me go to Fort Union for basketball because I was, I was serious about it. I didn't, um, I wasn't, I wasn't too huge on football going into high school, but uh, did go to Verona, did do football. Um, it was just like watching when, when they play on the chill code and everything, you know, the, the rest in peace coach. Yeah. yeah rest in peace coach. Absolutely. Rest in peace. And, um, just seeing the hard work they put in the tradition, because I got to see it at a young age, so I already knew like what they the things they had to do. So that was just my mindset going there, just you know, just to work hard, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I know you said your uh, your dad was a coach. What what was it like? Uh, uh, just having a, a father that's a coach. Uh, I don't know. Was he bat- f- football and basketball? Just basketball. basketball. Just basketball. Um, so what was that like? <laughs> It was it was cool. It was tough sometimes because <laughs> you know you know how you had you know them them bad practices or something. You'd be like, man, coach ain't coach tripping or you know I said coach ain't understand me. But you know you talk. I talked to my dad, but he is a coach. He mm-hmm. always take the coach side. He was like, he always see everything from he always saw everything from a coach's perspective. You think with life. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm thankful for it now because it like it helped me with life. But you know when I was in, I didn't really understand. I was like. Taking myself, <laughs> I really, but yeah, he just—he always, you know, he always had that coach perspective. It made, it made me see things from a different, you know, point of view. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, man, you, it sounds like your pops uh, was definitely, definitely on your back uh, in yeah. terms of just making sure that you putting yourself in the right position to yeah. be successful. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, just uh, talk a little bit about. I know you said you were focused on basketball. So, what really got you in the direction of, of uh, football? Um, probably, probably, I would say my sophomore year. Um, it's my first year, uh, ninth grade on JV. Still, still was iffy about football. Still wanted to do basketball, but you know, I was I've always been a bigger kid. So, you know, football was always you know play football, play football. So, yeah. You know, when I got to my tenth grade season, and you know, I never, I never forget it. You know, started. Uh, I tried out for varsity. Um, spent like the first day of practice on varsity. Second day, Coach Brown, who shout out Coach Brown's my man. You know, he sent me down to JV. Like I ain't even make it. You know, you got the gates at Verona before you walk into the field. And mm-hmm. I remember I ain't even make it to the gates. He called me at the weight room. So I ain't going down to JV. Oh man! So I went down to JV for two days. I was like, man, this ain't it. I was kind of like depressed about it, but and I'm still, I still did my thing down there. Was dominating, knew I wasn't supposed to be down there. And then the first day of hitting, I don't know what it was. Some told me like, like dog, go up there for varsity. And then you know I went up to varsity first day of hitting, dominated, started from there. Yeah. And then you know when all the coaches start telling you know you start getting recruited like well you can be this you can go here you can go that it started it started it started to be real for me like i could really take this somewhere mm-hmm. like and that's when the the true passion for football kickback games like i can make something out of this you know so yeah so, um so talk about uh i like that you mentioned the point of being a bigger dude and you know everybody automatically pushing you to yeah. football like i felt the same way yeah, growing yeah, up like i was always the Either the biggest kid or yeah. probably you know one of the one biggest of the, kids yeah, on the yeah, team. So yeah. it's like, how do you how do you combat that? I guess that mental battle of well, I don't know if I want to do football yeah. myself personally, but I might be really good yeah, at something yeah. else. I don't know. It was it it was tough. It was tough. Um, you know, of, of course, you know, when, when they start you at a young age, when you're a bigger kid, you know, you already plan it. So you already got to feel, you know, you know, you got to feel for it already, you know. So you yeah. plan it already. So you got, you know what I'm saying, you, most times, if, you, if you're not liking something, like to a lot, you're not going to really do it. So, I mean, I had to have liked it, you know, to kept doing it. But I don't, I don't know. It was, you know, it, it, like I said, it's just that. I guess that sophomore year, that first day of hitting, when it just clicked for me, like, like do this, like keep this going, like, like ride this momentum, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so what uh, through the recruiting process? Talk about that a little bit. Like, what was some of the some of the offers on the table, and yeah. just kind of how did you maneuver through it? It was it was fine. It was that's something you know that's something I would tell a lot of kids that are going through it now enjoy it because the recruiting process that's a that's a fun process. Um, my biggest offer was was Liberty. I mean, was Illinois. Mm-hmm. Second was Liberty, which is where I, I went first. Um, I had Elon, Norfolk State, Hampton, 
I think that's it. I think okay. that's it. But it was, no, nah, man, it was fun. Um, just talking, talking to different coaches, you know, getting called out of class all the time to come, you know, talk to coaches and everything. And I was cool. My first game, we played uh, Dinwiddie on varsity, and we had Alabama there. Oh, One wow. of the assistants, yeah. He was um, he was recruiting. He was he was more so recruiting Tim Havitt, Tim Harris. Oh, yeah. He was recruiting him heavily, but, you know, Coach Brown always, he would always call me up in there, and I always got to talk to the coaches and everything. So that was that was exciting. Uh, didn't get off from UVA and Tech, but I had strong interest with them, but – it was man. I enjoyed. It. I enjoyed every part of it. You know, it was fun. So, uh, I know. Uh, at first, I think you went to Liberty, right? Yeah. Um, and because I'm, it was interesting that you mentioned Illinois because around that time, that's when uh, I, I can't pinpoint the year, but that's like Rashad Mendenhall. Oh yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Juice Williams. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Really like, <laughs> like yeah. listen, man. Illinois that was, was the kind squad. of the spot. That was the squad, man. That was the squad. <laughs> yes, sir. So I, I know that was enticing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, getting that offer. Yeah, it was just the. Uh, it was crazy. It was just crazy how things happened. So the, uh, the coach Beatty, Chris Chris Beatty, he was the guy who recruited me from Illinois. He got yeah, he got fired. Okay. So you know he got fired, and I don't know. He, he when he got fired. It was, I took my official to Liberty, and I just, I loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it when I went up there. Well, uh, so you were there for how long? I was there for two, two, two years, two seasons. Two seasons, okay. How was, how was the transition from playing high school, going to Liberty, uh, away from home? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We'll talk yeah. about that, man. What was, how was it? It was, it was tough. Culture was, shock? Yeah, 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 <laughs> absolutely. No, my uh, I was I'm the type of person I never got homesick, but um, my first weekend up there, mm. I got homesick. I was like, I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm ready to go home, man. You need that home meal, man. Yeah, man. It was it was yeah it was different though. It was different though. Uh, I say the biggest the biggest thing off the field wise was you know because I came in with all my with all my guys, my recruiting class. We came in together and we we seen how hard guys work. Mm. And we thought we knew what hard work was in high school. But we had no idea when we got there, man. Dudes was, dudes was getting after it. In we the weight room. Oh, man. It was, <laughs> if you'd have seen all that face, everybody eyes in there big. You see dudes in there, quarterbacks moving weight, linemen, all these big dudes. We was just like, dang, man, these, these motherfuckers working. <laughs> <laughs> For real. These motherfuckers working. But, wow. Um, no, on the field, on the field, what was different was in high school, you know, I'm – in the area, I'm one of the bigger guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I get there, I'm one of the smaller guys now. Really? Yeah, you know, I got, I had one tackle named Max, Max Sommer. He was 6'7", 270. Another dude named Hunter from Canada. He was about 6'8", 290, ran like a moose. Whoa. Like, big, big white dude. <laughs> like, I'm like, I ain't even, like, the biggest no more. So, it was just learning technique because – one of the things I always tell people what's crazy is, you know, when you in high school, playing O-line is just, you know, I say, all right, you guys are going to block here, block there, get this guy. You know, it's simple. Man, offensive line in college, man, that's like a class. Mm-hmm. Like going over everything we have learned, the install, the plays, the technique, you know, it's a technique for every, for every formation, for every play. You know, if a guy shift this way now, it was another technique, adjusting on the fly, man, it was a – it was it was it was it was rough at first, but you know, I, I enjoyed every part of it. So, how was that? Uh, since you said it was a class, how was managing uh, learning the playbook, um, being able to apply the playbook? Because it's a big difference yeah. between. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah, I know the play. Oh yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Then you get out there. <laughs> so how was it, man? Between and handling class as well, because you got to think about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cause who I can't remember who it was, but I saw this video on Twitter. Somebody put out it was like a day in the life of a high school athlete. Did yeah, you see yeah. uh, not a high school athlete, a college athlete? Did yeah. you see it? No, I don't think so. And it was like uh, you know they went through like the morning cycle, yeah. lifting all that. Man, listen, it it was a bad video. Trust me, because it didn't it didn't tell the full story. Sorry, um, I think it was Emmanuel Acho. He put out a, a yeah, video yeah. that was a little bit more closer. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, talk about it. Oh man. It was what well, to, to the to the learning the playbook and applying it. 
it was tough because you could sit in the, you could sit in the room, watch film, go meet with your coach, go over the plays, but it's easy when you watch it. But when you get out there and you playing D lineman that's quick, big, strong, fast. It's, it's different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start to resort. You start to resort back to the stuff that you was doing in high school. Well, let me just buy this guy. You, you know, your technique go out the window. But uh, it was hard applying that. But no, nah, man, the day in the life of a student athlete. Man, <laughs> yeah, man, it's brutal. It's brutal. Oh man, because we had, we had, uh, we had. I, well, I'll say my my freshman schedule on Fridays. It was rough because we had some called uh, basic training, mm-hmm. and it was five point five every morning. You know, basic. It was basic basic training. You know, push ups, burpees, sit ups, mountain climbers. But they had to be. He wanted them precise, so we do that every morning. That was that was hell. That was hell. <laughs> that was hell. Every morning. Oh, uh, just Friday. Just oh, Friday. just Friday. But we had but during the week we had we had lifts at around five point five six. Okay. Um, Going to class, study mandatory study hard. Got to get eight hours a week. Uh, find a time to get some food. Anybody trying to squeeze a nap in, mm-hmm. and then you know hitting the practice field. It was a, it's a grind. It's a grind. That's why I'm that's why I'm so huge on I'm so huge on thinking student athletes should get paid because like people like people don't really understand it's a job. Like yeah. for real, student, being a student, it's, it's, it's a job. I really think it's a job because you got to be on top of everything. You gotta be on top of everything, and then you got because one, you gotta be on top of your school to stay out there, and then you gotta be on top of your grind to like actually play. Cause that's one thing I learned at at that level. You know, I just seen you know guys I knew that I came in with they weren't cutting it on the field, weren't doing too good. Coaches got them up out of there, mm-hmm. so you know what I'm saying you had to you had to be on top of every aspect of your life, and then trying to balance the social life. You know what I'm saying? It was it's. It's tough, man. It's tough. I'm gl- I'm glad you touched on that uh, athletes being paid, man, yeah. because we we're gonna touch on that in a second. But yeah. to the point of um, that that grind that you talk about, you've experienced it at that level at Liberty, and then transitioning here to state. Yeah. Like so, talk about a little bit. I guess if if there is a difference, yeah. um, just between because uh, Liberty's D one AA, right? Uh, they FBS now. Oh, they FBS, FBS now. now. Okay, yeah. they was they was one double A when I was there. Yeah. Okay, um, so coming from those, that style of program to a Division two mm-hmm. HBCU football program, yeah. talk about a little bit of the difference uh, and some of the similarities. Yeah. Um. The the biggest difference, I'm beyond the talent wise. I mean, you got you got some guys at the D two level who you know. Who, who probably wouldn't have played at the D1 level. But, I mean, talent-wise, it's really not that much of a difference. I say the biggest difference is work ethic. Mm-hmm. So, like, so like going going in, most most D1 most D1 guys, you know, everybody that came in my class, we came in from day one, all that, and we're going to the league. Like, that's, how, that, that's just a thought process. Everybody in there and part of that program truly believe they're going to the league. So that's how, that's how everybody worked. And then, you know, when we got – when I got here – it was just that was the only thing that was different. The work ethic, talent wise, I don't think it was that different because Trent Cannon, the best running back I ever played with. <laughs> he's stabbing that. <laughs> now you know that's a bold statement. It's a you play, you play with I some played good with some, I with some good <laughs> running backs, but I had I, I truly I played with I can say I played with some some good running backs. Uh, uh, Deshaun Hayes, Gump. Um, yes, sir. One of my boy, Ty making at Liberty. Trey Johnson. Trey Johnson. <laughs> but I, I, I can stand up. Trent Cannon is the best running back I ever played with. Wow. Yeah, he's the best running back I ever played with. Okay, shout out to Trent, man. Kayvon um, Bellamy, another good running uh, back. Yes, yes, yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, that was that was it, really. It was it was just it was just the work ethic. That was the only difference. Um, Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's uh, – they may – may not have been exposed to it in, at the high school level or it's just they don't think that it's anything after this maybe I don't, I don't know it, I don't know but see I, but then I also then I look at it like this too I went from I went from a, a D1 to the HBCU mm-hmm. so it could just been like a I don't want to say it's just an HBCU thing because I don't think it is but I I don't know. It was just it, most most guys at the D one level. They like 
that football that's their way out. It's their way out. They lead they, they, they live, breathe. Like they, they live and breathe that shit. Like it's it's football, 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 football. And here it was just I ain't gonna say guys love football here. Like mm-hmm. they love they loved it too. They had a passion about it too. It was just I don't know, cause you know every you know when you're in high school and you know you think about playing college football, don't nobody don't nobody come out there and be like, Yeah, I wanna go to the best D two school. Everybody thinking I'm gonna try and go D one. So I guess it's just one of those things like if you don't make a D one you go to D two school, it's just Mm-hmm. You know, it might be you might be feeling a little different when you get there. Now, do you think if more kids knew that they could that there was another level mm-hmm. beyond coming to a D two D three? Because we've seen the numerous guys that yeah. have come from the D two D three level that yeah. are in the NFL and that are superstars. Yeah. Um, do you think if more kids coming out of high school that they knew that they could be a Tariq Cohen, a yeah. Darius Leonard? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. That I don't think it's I don't think it's talked about enough on a high school level. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's talked about enough that you know you can go and it's real. You can go anywhere, and if you're good enough, they'll find you. Yeah, they'll they'll find you. I just don't think that I don't think that aspect is I don't think it's taught enough at that level. So I think you know a lot of guys they just think they see the big schools, they see the Alabamas, the LSU's, the Michigans. They think you know. If I want to play on Sundays, that's the way to go. And then, if they don't get those, maybe it's not meant to be. But it's just one of those things. It should be. It definitely should be talked about more at the high school level that you could, you really can make to leave from anywhere. Now, I, this might be a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Do you think? Because this is just in my head. Yeah. I think that if twenty five of the top one hundred athletes, regardless of sport. If they decided to attend, to attend either HBCU or any uh, school lower than FBS, yeah. do you think college athletes will be paid? Because in in my brain, I feel like if more kids decided uh, to go to HBCUs or to other Division one, uh, Division two, Division three schools, mm-hmm. I feel like it would be a shift because it's like, oh wait. Yeah. Now we're losing. losing yeah. <coughs> now we're losing a crop of kids that drive our revenue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, oh wait a minute, we got to give them kids an incentive to make sure they come here. Yeah. Now I never. That's 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 a, that's a good point. I never looked at it from that perspective. I. I think something. I think something. To your point, I think something in the next few years is going to happen, where. We gonna kind of metaphorically put the ball in the NCAA's court and tell them, all right, so what you gonna do? Because you know, because it was like a few years ago when they were talking about when they were talking about the Power Five conferences, like mm-hmm. separating from the NCAA. Yeah. So like it's so the conversation has been started. So I think you know, I, some some eventually is gonna happen because I mean, and I and I'm just I was just I've always been the type to believe you know I think if you pay players. Or if you find a way to compensate players, I think you eliminate a lot of the other problems and cause like the NCAA violations. I I think you pay players a lot of those go away because most of them are money based. You know, yeah. players receiving you know um, improper benefits or illegal benefits. You know, and all that stuff. But, Which we know is happening. We, and, and, and the NCAA knows that. They, they know it's happening. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, they know it's happening. I mean, but I just think. I mean, but you can't. I, and a lot of times they wanna they wanna bash the kids for taking them. But I mean, you gotta look at it like this. You take you take a kid from a well, you know, with a talent, we got D one talent who who getting recruited by everybody. He's in a you know what I'm saying, he in a rough situation at home, ain't got that much money, and a, and somebody offer him money, mm-hmm. man, that kid would I'm not gonna blame a kid for taking. Yeah. I mean like, and he's he's doing something that he loves, he's probably away from home. Yeah. Like a lot of a lot of times, I don't think the average fan or even just the regular writers, like yeah. you know the the sports writers, they yeah. they don't really take into account the fact that not only are these kids going to school to be student athletes, but yeah. they're also essentially sometimes the provider, yeah, you know, yeah. for their yeah. families, um, and they could be like. For example, you, we from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah. Imagine if we went to USC, yeah. you know what I'm saying, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Like, and you got your family thousands of miles yeah. away. Yeah. yeah, it's that it's tough, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and they don't really, 
they don't they don't really see they don't really see that they just see you know they you know they quick to call it you know a kid selfish for doing something like though he's you know he's he's disgracing the school's name you know he's you know he caused all this but I mean don't let him transfer yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, oh, that's, that's, a, that's another that's another conversation too now that's another conversation too now but I mean they don't walk in his shoes they don't know what he got to deal with they don't know what he did to get there so I mean I I never I never blame him. I never blame a kid or an athlete for for that situation. Cause I mean, if, and and to me, if you see that's happening a lot, that should let you know something got to change. Yeah, something got to change. But I think it's a shift happening, man. Uh, I, do it's, I do too. I saw on signing day, it was a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. I forget the kid's name. He was high, highly recruited, and I believe he was supposed to. He had like LSU and Alabama, ended yeah. up going to like Southern or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. Like. I'm telling people if 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 kids knew their to and I'm using it like the, this they're they're of value they yeah, are they yeah. are their own brand entity oh, yeah. Yeah. if they knew that they could come to a Virginia State yeah. or uh, Norfolk State wherever like yeah. the education that you receive is still going to be top notch yeah, in my yeah, opinion yeah. yeah. Uh, the experience athletically mm-hmm. could still be the same yeah. as a, a, a FBS school if more of these student athletes knew mm-hmm. that they they had the opportunity to go to these yeah. schools. And I'm a, and I, I I do agree with that, and I'll, I'll add this to it. I think also I'll say this: I think HBCUs, I think they kind of got to do a better job too because. I th- it should be more because you got you, you, like I look at it like this. You look at the bigger schools and how much I feel like we don't put enough into our HBCUs. We don't. We we don't. We don't. And you know, we don't put enough into our HBCUs. But then everyone from HBCUs say, "Well, you know, the kids will just come here. Why we don't get this exposure? We got to You gotta. You gotta put some in it for it to. You know, what I'm saying for it to to get out there. And I feel like that's the only thing where, where HBCUs where we lack. I don't, we don't prom- we don't promote it enough. Mm-hmm. We don't. We got we 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 have to promote it more. We gotta, you know, we gotta get get it out to these kids because that's I feel like that's what we're falling behind. Now, I, when you say to put that onus on us, that's onus on us in a number of ways, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like in our homes, telling kids it's okay yeah. to go yeah. to the, the, yeah. the school, right? Yeah. It's not like a a, a fallback plan. Nah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause that's yeah. that was the mindset. Of a lot of my peers, yeah. uh, myself included, my, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like coming in, in the high school, like after my senior year, yeah. like after the season, it's like, all right, what, what are we gonna do now? Like we gonna do college, yeah, yeah. like whatever. So I'm like, all right, didn't get in here, didn't get in there. Virginia State came on side admissions, yeah. got in, mm-hmm. and they gave me some money. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's like. Situations like that, it's almost a blessing in disguise. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. And so, so kids, it's it's just it has to be something where it's it's not the exception. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. can be the rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I definitely, I, I'm glad you made that point. I definitely say Virginia State was definitely a blessing in disguise for me. Yeah. I mean, I look at. You know, I said not not saying I'm taking away from my my two years at Liberty because you know what I'm saying that was a, that was a blessing too. Everything I got to experience there, the people, the situ- situations, everything. But definitely, a, this was definitely a blessing in disguise. Some of the people, some of the people I got to meet here, you know. Oh man, it's, it was it was it was definitely a blessing in disguise. Coming to Virginia State. What's your best memory? Uh, your best. I, this will be two part. What's your best football memory at Virginia State? Wednesday, y'all double it. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or nah. Okay. Nah, and the only reason I say that is because I kind that that season I knew we was gonna win, so it wasn't a shocker too much when we did win. I say that same season beat Bowie. Mm, that was homecoming. Yeah, okay. Homecoming. That was. I remember that game because they came because I think we both was undefeated. They came in. They came in with the hype they had. And that was, I mean, the game was live. Did they have Amir Hall at quarterback? Yeah, yeah, it did. Great it did. player, shot to Amir Hall. Yeah, great player. Um, 
But yeah, that was I would say that was that's my best football memory here at beating beating Bowie homecoming here. Now you when you uh came here, did you, you switch positions, right? You went over to defense side of the ball for a little bit? Yeah, I so when I first got here, this is what people don't know is leaving when I transferred from Liberty, the uh, shout out to uh, coach Jeff Hansen, who he was the one who got me to come here. I had the talks I was having with him, I initially was gonna come here to play D line general but mm-hmm. I end up going so the plan was always D line when I came here but I ended up going to O line. Um <clears throat> had some success at it, started my first year. Uh decided to I wanted to try D line. Um my second year I had, you know, I talked to a guy at a um an agent, nothing illegal or nothing, but just talk to just just talk, you know, just, just you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, regular talk. You know, he was telling me, you know, I think you could be remarkable as a D lineman. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, for the next level. So, switched to D-line, played that. That was the year we booed homecoming. I was on D-line that year. And then this past season, we went back to home. No, it's been two years on D-line. Two years on D-line, two years on O-line. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, your best memory as a student? At Virginia State? Mm-hmm. Away um, from the field. I don't know about anybody else that went to state, but I like people ask me all the time, yeah. like how what was it? What was it like? I loved it, like you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Like I literally can sit, I can sit back and say I loved my college experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, was it always great? No. Was it always you know? Was school always what I wanted to be? Yeah. No. But overall, I can't take away anything from the experience. Yeah. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't. It, it's funny, so loved my football situation here. Mm-hmm. Love, love the people I met here. Love my, I love my football situation here. But college, I don't, I don't know why. This is sound crazy, but college experience wise, I loved Liberty. You did. I loved it. Okay. I loved it. But my best one here, best memory here. Outside the football field, oh man! I don't know if I got a a particular best memory, but I can say my the most memories that I do have was any memory was any moment that I like that I was spending with my teammates outside the field because just always always laughing, good times, good vibes. Just any moment that I was spending. You know, even if it's like going to the cab for my teammates, some of the, the the debates and the talks we had by the table, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting super loud, lunch ladies threatening to kick our ass out. <laughs> I mean, Miss, uh, what was the lady with the short lady with the glasses, Miss Pam, Pam, or something Pam, like yeah. that? <laughs> Pam, man. Something else, but. Yeah, man. Yeah, just. I, I got a collection of memories here. Collection of memories here, you know, but all of them primarily spent with my teammates. What, uh, to that point, how how important is it to have that that trust that that camaraderie with your teammates and because uh, you you've been successful Virginia State football program has been successful the past few years since you've been here. Right. Talk about how that has helped y'all reach the goals that you've all set for yourselves. Um, we held we held each other accountable. That's one thing. You know. We would, you know what I'm saying, we would all be together. We'd be joking around, having a good time. But we knew we had a, you know, a 6 a.m. practice the next morning. And, you know, before we leave, we'll say, all right, we laugh and joke, but make sure y'all ass is there mm-hmm. <laughs> at 5, getting ready before we go out there. So it was just, yeah. we, we we held each other accountable, you know. And it's e- <laughs> I always thought it's easier to play along, play beside somebody you get along with. Or yeah. or y'all have been through some, you know, all the the workouts, you know, you know you've been through them workouts where at the end you just passed out, you like, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> laid out. Laid out, <laughs> laid out. But like going through going through stuff like that with your teammates, that helped. That you know what I'm saying? That it like like that brotherhood, it makes it stronger, so mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah, I I experienced that playing high school the Coach Chilcoat, man, really brought that aspect yeah. to our team. Um, 
I always say he's the reason I care about football. Yeah. Um, I love Coach Johnson. Shout out to Coach Jay, uh, our head coach at Holland Springs. But Coach Chilco made you love the game because he let you. He reminded you every day that it was a sacrifice, yeah. and it was, it was, it was a privilege to play yeah. alongside the guys that you were playing alongside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because if it was, if it wasn't that, then everybody would be out there. Because you know. Yeah. A lot of cats that we went to school with yeah. that should have been on the team, Same. you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But they just didn't play. Yeah. So the guys that were out there, that was special. Yeah. You know, so I completely, I completely agree with you, man. Uh, those those small moments, oh, small yeah. details, yeah, definitely last a lifetime, man. Man, those man, those memories are priceless, priceless. And you know, and you know they're good. You know they're good memories because you know anytime we can go on in life, and you know. You could be, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you can see somebody that you play with and you can dap them up and y'all can instantly go back to a time that y'all had, mm-hmm. you know, during a workout or in a game or yep. any, it, I mean, it's those memories, man. You carry them with you forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So, uh, you've been successful here uh, at Virginia State. Uh, I mean, you, how, you were here for one or two rings, the CIAA championships. Just one. Just one? Okay. Yeah. And I was with Coach... Uh, Coach Barlow. Coach Barlow, okay. Coach Barlow. Um, and you were you here um, during uh, Coach... I don't want to mispronounce the name. Coach Thuy? Yeah, yeah. That was my uh, first year. That was my first year. Yeah. Okay. Oh, talk about the difference, I guess, of the coaching styles, I guess. How was that? Um, Bar- Barlow is definitely a... He's he's definitely a player's coach. He's definitely a player's coach. And I don't know, he he just it was you wanted you wanted to play for Barlow. Like you I mean and really the staff that he brought along, like, you know, Coach Sanders, who who I would say probably next to Coach Brown, probably one of my one of my favorite coaches I've been playing for. Mm-hmm. Um But he just the, the culture, it was a you was gonna work hard, but it it was a it was you know it was a it was a loose I don't want to say a loose culture but you know you I'm gonna let you can let your hair down a little bit so you could you you have fun with it. Mm-hmm. He made it he made it fun. He made it fun. He made working hard and fun. You know. He just it, it, a, the culture he brought with him. It was just it was it was good. You know I like I really enjoyed my years playing under Barlow. And I like playing for three too. Three was three was a good coach. Three was a good coach. I mean, they got they got their messages messages across the players in different ways. But you know, I that I definitely enjoy playing for them both. Yeah. So uh, after after this past season, you transitioned to SCS Bowl. Yeah. Yep, how, yep. how was that experience, man? That was man. That was that was dope. That was dope. That was dope. Um, it was good because, you know, it was some D one guys in there, and I got to see how I how I matched up, and mm-hmm. you know, it was a great experience. It was a great experience, and you got to see, you got to see how serious guys took it, like how serious guys like just just took football. I, and I'm and I'm gonna say this, guys from down south. Mm-hmm. Like in like the South South, dirty Texas. South, deep South, <laughs> man, they take football. <laughs> you got some big guards coming man, at you, man. <laughs> they take football. That that's that it's really I say it's really life or death for them down there. They take yeah. football serious. Like it's it's crazy. Like it's crazy, but no, it was a, it was definitely a great experience. Got to go get some some really good guys. Got to play with some good guys. You know, it was a definitely. Definitely one for the memory, bro. So, were you there? How, what was the, the framework of it? Was like you down there for like a week, two weeks? We were down there. Um, where was it again? It was in uh, the first week of December. Okay, where? Oh, in Day- uh, Daytona. Okay. Daytona, Florida, yeah. Okay. Um, now, we were there for uh, three days. Well, four. Uh, the first day was just like a check in day, um, two practice days, and then game day. Okay. So, it was just. Uh, we had practice. Practice was around 11, 12. 
no, twelve on one, twelve on one. We had practice after practice. We would have like an event during the evening where you know we got to talk to, just trying to, just trying to. They were just trying to prepare us for the NFL process. Okay. You know, do NFL draft questionnaires, have us talk to different scouts, agents, and all that stuff. So it was, you know, it was really a business trip. Honestly, it was like that. John was it was OD business. Like it was. <laughs> Uh, it was crazy. So the first the first day we down there, you know, everybody checking in and we just sitting in the room. Nobody's in the room, no coaches, no nothing, no staff personnel, just all this players. And we see this dude we see this dude bust through the door. Boom. First first thing well, 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 hey, what's up? Hello, first thing this dude said was he said, Hey He said, We got about twenty NFL scouts in the back right now. If you got anything on your social media, get it the fuck off right now. Wow. First thing, first thing, first thing he said. Wow. Like, he was like, he said, Facebook, Twitter. He said, them guys, he said, they're in there doing background checks on every single one of y'all right now. And then it was crazy. Everybody in there. You know, now everybody in there on their phone. Everybody picked their hand up. Straight like, delete. I'm like, oh, what yeah, yeah. I'm about to delete my job. Yeah, that, that, definitely, definitely. Oh, let me make sure I ain't got the wild shit on there. Definitely. So, I I was like, oh yeah, they, I was like, this this legit, this legit, like they, you know, this is because it's an investment. The whole process is, is somebody, the whole league process, NFL, to get someone to pick you. They invest into you, give mm-hmm. you that much money to help out, you know, their franchise. So, you know. so what were the some of those conversations like with the scouts? Um, they just kind of pick your brain about this, yeah, everything. Ask you a lot of random stuff. Not most of it don't even be football related. It'd be like. Stuff about you know, it's just more. It's more like a psych. Almost kind of in a way, kind of like a psych evaluation. Like it was a lot of random stuff, and um, that was it. Really, you know, and just just getting your measurements and everything. What was it? Uh, what was it like as far as the on the field stuff uh, with the FCS bowl? Like I know, excuse me. A lot of times, it's uh, you come in. It's like. A generic system, maybe yeah, y'all yeah. run a couple plays. Yeah, and yeah. What was it like? Like, was it like an NFL based playbook, or was it like just some college? Cutting, cutting dry, mm-hmm. real cutting dry. Um, more listening to one, listen to your specific word that you need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, now I said the craziest, the craziest part about it was, which I, I mean, you know, we won't question nothing. You know, we didn't understand it was. So we had <laughs> was on punt team. Mm-hmm. So he had all the office alignment on punting. Oh wow! <laughs> so we was doing it at practice, you know. I said we are we chilling, man. We did that in the game, full speed. Went down for punt one time. We went down there one time. I was like, all right, all right. It was a little tired from it because you know we we just you know four, three and out and we punted. Went down there the second time. I'm lined up against a, a linebacker, a little twitchy dude. <laughs> I'm trying to get out there and cover the punt. Dude almost break the punt. I said, man, oh hell. I think I, I, you got to give me all of that. I went back to the side. I said, I said, no. Nah. I said, y'all got to put some DBs or something like that. Man, we was dead. We was dead. <laughs> and we just had like, and it was like an eight, it was like an eight, nine play drive. That we, it was a long drive that we didn't score on. And we punted the jump. And then I'm trying to track the jump. And the dude switch, he moving in front of me. And then the dude about to break, and I'm trying to backpedal. And you know, I said, sure, I got some jets or something. I'm like, hell no. Like, you got to take me off, man. Like, don't make it do the game. You keep me on fire. Hey, man, that's good film. Yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, that's what's up, man. Uh, so after after that process, are you looking to go to to the high le- a high level, or are you think about something else? What's next? I... I'm definitely not done with football. Okay. I can say that. I'm definitely not done with football, but I'm glad I went through that process of the FCS Bowl because, you know, it showed me how serious guys take and, you know, how hard they work. And, you know, I was, to a man, I was mad enough to say to myself, mentally, I might not be there yet. It's some things I may need to work on. Um, get my mind in the right, my mind and body in the right place before I try to, you know, continue to pursue that. So, um, no, right now I'm in a, I'm in a field and I'm a psych major. I'm in a field, you know, in a job right now, doing things, doing things I feel like going to benefit me for the future, you know, uh, working with kids right now, mentoring, but 
definitely not done with football. Definitely not done with football, Josh. Getting mentally getting right, transitioning my mind and everything. So when I do start preparing for it, I feel like I was ready. That was the biggest thing. I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was I was man enough to say I'm not ready yet. Okay. I w I wasn't ready yet, you know. So but definitely not done with it. Definitely not done with it. Not at all. Hey man, it takes a real one to yeah, yeah. self reflect like that, man. Yeah, so yeah. I definitely salute you for that, bro. Yeah. Um I know that through self reflection sometimes you can get in your own way and yeah. you might I guess outthink yourself out of the yeah, situation, yeah. but to me it sounds like you're like, Okay, I may not be ready right now, but I have a plan. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah. it's all about executing. Yeah. And one of, I know one of the things I didn't want to do, and you know, I seen I seen a lot of guys who did it. You know, after their senior year, they invested so much mm-hmm. into getting to the next level, and they never really got there. And then it was like, you know, they, you just spent a year and a two trying to get there, and you didn't get there, but you don't got nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's like all right, football over. What I do now, I didn't want that to be my situation. So, you know. The, the job I'm working now, and I'm also, you know, I'm graduating in May. Shay, shout out to that, degree, that so. paper, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't want to, you know, pair with not being ready, invest into all of that right now, and say it didn't work out, and I don't got nothing to fall back on. Mm-hmm. So and you know, being the eyes right, so of what I'm gonna do now. Yeah. So because it, that's it's real, it's real, you know, it's it's real, you know, so. Man, well, uh, what else, man? What's what else going on in life, man? You like you said you got your job, you're ready to graduate, man. You still thinking about football? What else you into, man? What's your hobbies? What you what uh, else you be doing, man? Football? I'm no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, no, still, still football, still training. Uh, try. Trying to like, trying to enjoy life, see see new places, mm. and I want to start traveling more. I don't know, man. Just and I'm I'm at a place right now. I just want to enjoy life. Like I'm, I'm real big on trying new things right now, and you know, I'm I'm real huge on like self improving right now. Like everything I'm trying to do, I'm trying to improve myself every day, get better. You know, bad habits that I have. You know, try to stop them, develop more good habits. Um, that's hobby wise, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Um, I mean, that's all I got, man. Uh, I'm just, uh, it's interesting, man, because coming from the same area, and then you know you at Liberty, and then you come to here, and I'm like, oh, it's that like another yeah. person from uh, Richmond is yeah. here because. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that surprised me when I got here. A lot of people from Richmond yeah. went here that I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then even after the class after me, you had Daryl coming through here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Daryl. Nico. Nico. Uh, yeah. A lot of guys yeah, that came yeah. in. So it's just it's just good to see some more cats from our area yeah, yeah, at yeah. least putting two feet forward. Boy, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. definitely salute you for that, brother. Um Who's your Who's your favorite NFL team? I'm Eagles. Eagles fan. Eagles. Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. Um, yeah. That's unfortunate. Uh, we we'll be We we'll be back. We we'll be uh, back. Uh, well, I think uh, the division winners from last year have a little something to say about that. <laughs> um, but uh, talk about your Eagles, man. What you looking forward to this season? Man. I don't. Uh, and the we ain't got that safety blanket no more folds, but yeah, a, a healthy a healthy wins. Um. Glad we got Deshaun Jackson because I feel like I feel like he have I feel like once I have a better year if he cause he never had that vertical threat like that for I mean he had Jeffrey but Jeffrey not really a, I was trying to he not really a burner he more of a you know, just a bigger body mm-hmm. just toss it up he go get it but man I'm trying to get back to the Super Bowl yeah get back to the Super Bowl yeah man uh, I think uh, one of the underrated signings of free agency was y'all getting Malik Jackson oh yeah um, oh yeah. Cause y'all already had a really good defensive line, line yeah, and yeah. him getting into that mix yeah. is is kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I think we uh, I just seen someone on the little ESPN bottom line. We uh, finalized the deal to get Benny Curry back. So, See, so yeah, that's another yeah. another piece. Uh, yeah. And 
to me, I don't think um, I talk to a lot of people about football all the time. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of fans want teams to go out and do blockbuster moves. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta get guys number one that know your system yeah. or uh, have familiarity yeah, with, it, yeah. with what you do. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Vinnie Curry uh, played for y'all what like three, four years. Three years yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, that's that's somebody that you don't even really gotta worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what you're getting. Yeah, every, yeah. Everybody, you know, the, the sports world we live in now. If you're not getting a a blockbuster name or a blockbuster deal, then you know what you're really doing. But I, I think all I think all the successful, the most successful franchises, I think they don't necessarily get the best guys, but they get the right guys. Mm-hmm. The Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. <laughs> they get, yeah, they, they all, like they get the right guys. You know. Even when you look at basketball, you look at someone like the Spurs. Like even you think, well, you lose Tim Duncan, Kawhi, but you know you're still in the playoff line. Yeah. You know that's just that's just a that's for one that's great coaching by Pop. That's yeah. a outstanding culture, but also dumb the, the guys that they are playing now. They just, they're getting the right guys. And I think I saw a stat the other day it was something like the the Spurs haven't like. Missed the playoffs in like thirty years, yeah, something yeah, like that. Something wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. crazy. In, the, in the NBA, especially in the NBA, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, and I think they only had like one losing season. Yeah, and then, yeah. And then in the, in the West, at yeah, that, yeah. In the West. And think about all those years where you had the Kobe's of the world, yeah. the uh, the Blazers when they uh, was tough, the, um, the, the Phoenix years with Nash and them, like the Nuggets, Carmelo. Yeah, man, man. listen. So uh, I, and it's crazy. I saw a clip the other day. It was uh, that I think it was Eastern Conference Finals, Melo versus uh, Kobe. Yeah, Melo, man, man. People forget. <laughs> people forget. Melo took Kobe. I think they went yeah. six games. Melo played some of his best basketball. I'm, then, man, I've been trying to tell people. You know, he had he had two bad years, but people so quick to forget before he. Really, he had three bad years because that last year in New York, he was still averaging 23 points a game. I yeah. mean, you had Phil Jackson pretty much. He wanted him out. He wanted him out. Yeah. I didn't think OKC was a good situation because you had, you, 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 put, you paired three players, three ball-dominant players who, who mm-hmm. essentially shoot to get hot. You know, they, they got to have the ball. And then you went to Houston. I mean, that one, you know, Dan, the, the, the thing he had with Dan Tony and all that. I'm telling you, Melo, Melo got some basketball left in. Yeah. He definitely got some. I, I, I'm, t- I'm, I've been saying it. I'm, I'm telling the team who I think. I don't think he would do it, but I really think if, if I was this team, I would do it. I mean, if I was Golden State, I'd reach out to Melo. If, Melo, if you have Melo, that second unit. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think he would do it. Uh, yeah, I don't um, think he would do it. No, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't but, do it. I mean, I've been saying this for a while since he left uh, OKC. I think he should go back to Denver. Yeah, like that. That team right now is they like second, first, yeah, whatever yeah, in the yeah, West. Yeah. They got young pieces. They got uh, Jokic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You add Melo to that mix of young guys. You got Paul Millsap. That that's a good, good yeah. team, man. Yeah. I'm t- yeah. listen. He go back there and yeah. win and and. Shout out to their coach because the Nuggets coach has been doing great things. Cause they've yeah. they went from terrible yeah. <laughs> to Frank Malone, yeah. yeah, yeah, Malone. So yeah. I mean, listen, man, if he could go to uh, Denver, I think yeah. he'd be crazy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, college basketball, man. You uh, you got a bracket? It's already ruined. Man, it's terrible. <laughs> I, I believe you got win it all. I really like Gonzaga. Like Gonzaga, I like Gonzaga. Everybody picking Duke, but I was telling my brother who a Duke fan. I'm like, Duke can't shoot. They can't. Sh- they they got guys who can't. They got guys who can shoot the three. But I'm talking about being a a pure. They can't. They not a. They not a great shooting team. Listen, man. Everybody that uh, I've talked to. It, I'm not as high on Duke as everybody else. I'm not. I'm not either. I'm I not think, either. I personally think that if you can keep the way to beat Duke is keep them out of transition. Yeah. Right. Don't let them get up and down. Yeah. Start throwing alleys. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. If you make them a half court team mm-hmm. and you keep Zion on the floor, floor you yeah. keep his feet on the floor. floor yeah. 
now you're forcing them, hey, now you got to show me that you're a technician. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, you got to make them get in their offensive sets, run some plays, yeah. and actually beat you. Yeah. Like, if they're in transition, almost like Golden State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you limit them in transition and make them play in the half court, mm-hmm. you can control the game. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they don't shoot very well, mm-hmm. but they do have guys that can score. Score, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm with you on Gonzaga. They're not my number one, but yeah. I like Gonzaga because, to me, they're almost the Spurs yeah. <laughs> of, of college basketball. Who's your number one? Um... I personally think UNC might win. Um, I don't – I'm not a – because I, ha- I don't have a college basketball team, yeah. so I'm kind of unbiased. Yeah. Like, UNC to me seems like they have the most well-rounded teams. Team, yeah. And they have the athletes to play regardless Wait, of who they play. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like the point guard. Oh, yeah. Um, White, tough. Shout out to Kenny Williams, another yeah, Richmond dude. Richmond, yeah. Um, and uh, what's the other cat? Uh, Cam Johnson, I think. Cam. That is that. He he he's nice. He's a nice. Sniper, um, man. So that they they got pieces, man. Luke yeah. May. Luke May. Yeah. Um, he to me he's Kevin Love without the three. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I really like his game. Yeah. I just think that, and also too, in college basketball you have to have some upperclassmen you that do. have been you there. Do. Yeah. And yeah, know how how to play and function in situations, and yeah. I think that is going to hurt Duke. Yeah. As the tournament gets yeah. gets going, I mean, because you you look at some of the mid majors that won, you know, Liberty when they beat Mississippi State, they, they senior led. Mm-hmm. Um, Murray State, the older guy. Besides that, John Moran being just who, by the um, way, I think might if if it depending on how the next couple games go, he might be number one pick. <laughs> Man, I've been I've been I've been telling people this. If I got the number one pick, I'm not taking Zion. I don't even know if I got the. Especially if you're Phoenix. Yeah, I'm not taking Zion. I'm if I got two picks, I'm taking I'm either taking Morant or I'm taking RJ Barrett. Because I think RJ Barrett I think he's gonna be I think he's I think he's gonna be a superstar in the league. Yeah. Um I think another <laughs> this is my this is my sleeper rookie. I think Cam Red is gonna lead all rookies in scoring. And people look at me people look really? at me crazy when I say that. If he goes if he goes, what I think, I think Atlanta, I think the Hawks should draft him. He Think about if you put him on a team like Atlanta where you already got a Trey Young, you already got a John Collins. All you asking him to do is shoot. Yeah. Shoot. I really, I really think, but I don't know, I think his skill set, and I think he has the most upside. I feel like he, fit, I feel like he has the most upside out of any of them. Um, I think R.J. Barrett got more upside. Zion... I don't know, man. But it's like every time I down Zion, he do something else, and it's like it's it's not it's not uh, anything against him that you know to be when you're being critical, yeah, right? Because yeah. we've seen it too many times. Yeah. The guy that come in, he can fly, yeah, like yeah. you know, he getting boys. Yeah. But then you get to the league, it's like the skill set is kind of diminished. Yeah. Like not say not comparing them two, but it's almost like Blake Griffin. Yeah. Like, early on, we knew Blake Griffin was going to be nice, That's right? That's a solid comparison. Like, That's a solid comparison. But, but you look at Blake now, it's yeah. like, from, from his rookie year to now, it's like, damn, Blake doesn't get Because Blake is nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, yeah. they, him and Andre Drummond are literally carrying the Pistons right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so, it, it may take him a while yeah. to get to the point where he can yeah. be that kind of player. You know what's crazy? That's the first I haven't heard of Blake comparison. We haven't really seen it. We, <laughs> we haven't, haven't really seen I it. haven't I haven't heard of Blake. I, I haven't heard of No, but I mean like for Zion, you know, everybody oh, okay. when everybody compares Zion, you either hear oh, the, the few names I heard, I heard Kemp, Sean Kemp, I heard uh uh a, a way better Anthony Bennett and I heard Julius Randle. I don't like any of those. I don't no. like me neither. But but those I'm saying like watching TV. Those some of the ones I heard. I never heard anyone compare him to Blake. And now to think about it, he actually. I see Blake. You hear LeBron too, but you know. I, but see, I, I, think, that's, I think that's disrespectful. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, um, I, I see Blake in him, yeah. and I also see uh, for all my '90s heads, I see Larry Johnson in him. Larry Johnson. Larry. Johnson. I see Larry yeah. Johnson, Grandmama. I see him. 
Just that I can see him being if he gets a mean streak, yeah. I can see him being a better version of Draymond too. Right? Like a guy that can facilitate, yeah. get you some rebounds, play defense. But I think Zion is a better shooter than yeah. giving credit for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and to your point of Cam Cam Reddish, I personally think he's the odd man out. At Duke, I yeah. think if if he was on another team, oh my gosh, he, you know what I mean, like he him being the third oh option gosh, is like crazy. Yeah, and then you want to be, and he might not even be the third because I mean if you look at it, Trey Jones, <sighs> how much he got the ball? Yeah, I mean if he really, I mean it's, it'd have been a few games I'd have watched where you know he just went down and said, you know, after office, I'm gonna give me a shot. Yeah, but. No, I, I I agree with that. Cam Reddish went anywhere else in the country. I got him leading the nation in scoring. He, I'm telling you, six eight with a jumper like that, he can get to the rim. He is gonna do. I I think he's gonna do some big things on the pro level. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a lot of who's a who's a sleeper. Uh, just a name that you uh, that you've seen play or might have heard about in the NCAA that you think is gonna be somebody special in the next level. So. I'm a Maryland fan, diehard okay. Maryland basketball fan. Uh, I can't think of his last name. Dylan something from Belmont, who dropped mm. 35 points and 10 rebounds on Maryland. Okay. That's, yeah. that's a thing. I'm, I'm telling you. I can't think of his last name, but I got if you. you see anything with Dylan and Belmont, he's, he's a 6'8 guard. Wow. Duke and who? I don't think and I he, seen the belt. Like he that. got a, you know, and he ain't one of them. He won't one of them, you know, just make a nice play, get back on defense, white boys. No, I mean, he, was, <laughs> he was out there. He's getting crazy. Get, like, jacking it, like, crazy shots, dunking, me mugging defenders, flexing. Wow. I'm telling you. You got some sauce to him. Okay. So if you see, if you, if you watching the draft and you see a Dylan and a Belmont. <laughs> Make sure I keep paying attention. Make sure you pay attention. I do. I got you. Uh, what about uh, college football? Your favorite prospect coming out um, that's going to be in the draft this year? I, I would have to go with uh, – I'm going to keep it home. Go with Cleveland Farrell. Okay. Keep okay. Keep it home with Cleveland Farrell. Yeah. I'm excited too, man. I think he he can be a, a really good talent oh, yeah, um, yeah. coming off the edge. Yeah, versatile three four. He can play three four four three. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think think he'll be. I like to see him go maybe to uh, Panthers, mm-hmm. um, Falcons, maybe even the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that would that would be dope. Uh, I really like the kid from uh, Florida, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, he's a safety. Yeah, Ch- check him out. Um, okay. I I think that he's a, a slept on prospect. Uh, not too many people are talking about the the DBs in this draft. Yeah. Um, probably because you haven't seen a lot of like the the, the returns or yeah. the big yeah. interceptions or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. what you got are productive mm-hmm. uh, players that. Went to schools where you know they're well coached. Yeah, like you got guys. The, the top corners, I think, are all coming from Washington. Yeah, like uh, Notre Dame, yeah. uh, LSU. Like you know what I mean. Like Georgia, yeah. mm-hmm. you getting guys that all right. Yeah. we know <laughs> you've been battle tested, yeah. and you will come in here and yeah. make some plays. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm excited. Um, we're gonna do another mock draft because I think the draft is next week. If I'm not mistaken, or is it or is it uh, next month? I got the days. Oh no, I think it might be. It might be next month. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah we gonna do another one, man. If you want to come through, let us know, man. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We always do a first round joint. Yeah. Um. Uh, but that's it, man. For real, I appreciate you coming through, man. Y'all, chopping man. it up. Appreciate y'all anytime. Um, do this again. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, we started in August. Um. Just building the podcast, man. Just yeah. trying to get out all this football. Like I tell people all the time, like when I, I'm in my, in my free time, I watch football. Yeah, like yeah. you know what I mean. I watch or I'm reading about like, football. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my that's my escape almost. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So uh, yeah. So we just got a podcast, man. And 
can be our, our nerdy selves here with football. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot yeah. of people don't know what the hell we be talking about. So, <laughs> so yeah, man. Um, but for turning the tape, man, shout out to Chris Wilson uh, for coming through. Uh, we'll be back soon. And this is Turn the Tape, where we believe you are more than an athlete. Um, so, yeah. Chris, appreciate you, bro. Appreciate y'all, man. Anytime. Follow uh, follow us at turn on the tape underscore. Uh, follow me at underscore Harvard Dropout. Where can they find you at, Chris, on social media? Um, underscore Christopher Wilson underscore. Gotcha. Make sure y'all do that. We appreciate everybody that tunes in and listens for Chris and myself and Ronnie J. Uh, shout out to Ronnie J. Follow him at Ronnie J. 52. Uh, We'll be back soon. Go.